You're listening to Agent Cast, Season 7, Episode 20, The Girl with the Dungeons and Dragons Tattoo. An unsuspecting but hip hacker is hired by Dick Roman to break through Frank's firewall and gain information on the Winchesters. Cast. I am one of your newbies, Paul Mackey, in my living room in Duluth, Minnesota, with my lovely wife, Darcy. Well, hi. And we are also joined uh, down in Texas by our, uh, one of our experts, John Pavlich. Greetings. And also by our other expert, Annie. Hey. And we're joined down in New Orleans by our uh, other newbie, Yvette. Hey, y'all. And we've also got special returning guest, Nutty. Hello, everyone. Hello, Nutty. Hey, Nutty. Thank you so much. Wilds of the us. North. <laughs> yes. Re- rejoining us after last week's uh, Nubentary. Yes. I love this episode. Yes. <laughs> uh, so for, first, for a bit of old business, on uh, the episode that we just released this week, we, we were pondering about people's ages again, because we always get mixed up about how old <laughs> Sam and Dean are. And mm. uh, Simone was kind enough to give us some details. Uh, so she says, uh, Dean was born... January 24th of 79. Holy S, that's today, which it is today. Yes, happy birthday. Happy birthday, happy Dean. Happy birthday, Dean. Aww. Yay, Deanie. 39. I should have made a cake. 39? 39, yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez, Louise, I wish I didn't think of that. <laughs> Uh, I'm which, right which behind you, Dean. Says, which means that's okay. I'm in front of him. <laughs> me too, and that doesn't bother me. She no. says, which means in season seven, the 2011-2012 TV season, he's 33. Sammy was born May 2nd of 83, so he'd be 29 in that season. This is assuming we ignore the year that Dean spent with the Bradens. What does that mean? Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, Wasn't there that year with those weirdos? Oh, oh. Yeah. But... <clears throat> Oh, because that was, was... A year, that was a year that happened between seasons. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay. Yeah. Right. I almost forgot that. I get it. Okay. And uh, Bodega <laughs> Bay is near San Francisco. I think you were questioning whether it was a real place. I only know that because it gets name-checked a ton on Charmed, my other fave Supernatural sibling show. So thanks for the extra details, Simone. Thanks, Simone. Thanks, and... Simone. Let's also remember that uh, that Sam did come back almost right away. He just didn't tell Dean until a year later. Right. So yeah, but is... we didn't see that, so there's an extra year. Right. Right. A year that we didn't... There's like a year unaccounted for, kind of. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, she's saying, yeah, we, if we ignore the year, the year, that year, then they're 33 and 29. <clears throat> All right. Okay. All right. So uh, this week's episode is The Girl with the Dungeons & Dragons Tattoo. Mm. I just want to say that uh, I have made it my mission that anytime there's an intro cast or a fan cast that I am invo- listen to or involved in, I try to guess on whichever episode is the D&D episode because they are always the best episodes. So <laughs> if there's D&D or Dungeons and Dragons in the name of an episode, it's going to be a good episode. And to that, I cite without spoilers... Uh, the D&D episode of um, Freaks and Geeks. The D&D say, episode you... of Community. Oh, the D&D episode of Community is very good. Yeah. So, Sarah, you're, are, you listed on, are you listed on I the cast <laughs> for that episode? Not only that, um, I traded to get that episode because Bob DeGrand got it before me. And I said, actually, Bob, I think you would really enjoy this one, <laughs> which was the band episode. And I would love to get the D&D episode. And it worked out really well because uh, Bob is no longer with us. So he got to be on an episode. Um, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> rest in peace, Bob. Yes, rest in peace, Bob. Oh. Um, well, R.I.P., Bob. And the X-Files D&D episode is pretty fun, too. Yeah, there's actually two D&D episodes for Community. 
Oh, is there? Uh-huh. I've only seen the one. Yeah. <clears throat> Wait, when was the second one? Uh, season... F- oh, God. It's either... I think it's season five. They sort of... They sort of... Oh, is that the like, Yahoo season? No, that's season six. But they're, they're okay. like... They're, like, stuck in, a, in somebody's apartment. And they, like, ha- they, like, have to, like, create a sort of... Like, they don't have any pen and paper or anything. They're just, like... I think, like, Abed's just, like, doing it like from his head like suddenly there's like a reason that they have to uh that they have to do it it's like something to do with like some family thing where they're like trying to get somebody to talk to somebody else so they create the game around it ah okay yeah i don't really remember that um but it sounds yeah something sound to do yeah the I don't, I, episode of community is what got me to watch community yeah i think it's um oh i forgot the name of it there the names of the episodes are always like related to like some sort of class at the community yeah. college so yeah. it's hard to remember but but yeah that'd do it <laughs> <laughs> pardon me i almost said remedial chaos theory but that's the wrong episode yeah <laughs> okay well uh so we should probably get into this i've got the uh supernatural wiki uh summary yay yay thank you supernatural wiki for not knowing that we exist. <laughs> but, or not caring. But for making nice summaries. All right. Dean and Sam are at a cabin. Actually, this, we cleared, We we believe that is the, the, the same cabin, Rufus's cabin. Yes. Yes. Uh, trying to figure out what the Leviathans are up to. Bobby, having trouble mustering the energy to appear, shows up and tells him about Dick's plan, making state-of-the-art slaughterhouses to feed on the entire human population. Dick's company has bought a lot of restaurants and is selling food with their additive that dumbs down people. He also wants to cure humans of diseases such as cancer to make them the perfect food source. So I wrote down that Bobby has become exposition ghost. (laughs) Yeah, he's totally exposition ghost. (laughs) And uh, the Leviathan plan reminds me of uh, the alt Buffy world, uh, the Master's Factory. The Master Factory. I was really getting vibes. Uh, Bobby is now Angel. He sh- he shows up to uh, to to give important information, but they can never be together. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. So does does uh, does Dick have a ma- magic machine that can uh, use eight straws to suck all the blood out of somebody? Well, that would be a spoiler. <laughs> no. I suppose it will. But I will tell you that Vamp Willow does show up. (laughs) (laughs) If only. That's cruel. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're just being mean. Foilers. That's a foiler, right? False false spoilers? (laughs) If I told you, it would be a spoiler. I thought you meant what I said was a foiler. You're like, that is a foiler, right? (laughs) Actually going to show up. <laughs> oh, I guess Allison Hannigan could show up, and then that would have been kind of a spoiler. Yeah. This show does love its redheads. Mm-hmm. They receive an email message from Frank Devereaux's hard drive, informing them that either he's dead or someone else is trying to hack into it and access information on the brothers' new aliases, etc. Thanks to the tracking device installed in the hard drive, they can see that it's inside another. O- None other than Richard Roman Enterprises, R-R-E. Ree! <laughs> and in the uh, uh, in the, uh, the the cold open, we see that it is some redhead. Hmm. Yes. Is this when we get the walking on sunshine? That's that's next up. Yeah. Ah. Five hours earlier, an employee of R-R-E, Charlie Bradbury, arrives at work. Which isn't as cool as the Walking on Sunshine. That's no, that montage is everything that is life. I absolutely love that. I could watch that on a loop for like just to cheer myself up. I would like to find the uh, the cover of that that plays in the episode because I don't think it does. It didn't sound like Katrina and the Waves. Hmm. And the elevator dance is adorable. Yes, it's very cute. <laughs> The one that everyone can still see. Because it's the last elevator. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah. This this show felt very much like not like I was watching Supernatural. It felt like I was watching like the like a backdoor pilot for uh, Felicia Day's new show. You know, like this, it would be like the Adventures of <sighs> Charlie or something. I would and totally watch that. Only. I wish that's what <laughs> yeah. I was watching. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I I had mentioned this during our Nubentary, but they um they like this isn't shot like a normal supernatural episode either. Yeah, um, it doesn't feel like an episode they, at all. They use a lot of like split screens and super wide framing. Um and it's because they're trying to evoke like a like a heist film, you know, like Ocean's Eleven or something. Well, I think they're directly referencing sneakers a lot throughout the film. Oh yeah, that's and a that's good one point. of them. That's a good point. And I know that uh it's been said that the walking on sunshine entry is supposed to uh, mirror American psycho, but I don't care. I much prefer the Felicia day version than the Christian Bale version. So let's, <laughs> well, it's, well, it's, I didn't it's even certainly less it. morbid. Yeah. 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 I didn't even realize it was a throwback until I read that somewhere. Well, supernatural wiki seems to think that it's actually Katrina in the waves. I don't, I was I wasn't listening close enough. I was assuming it was. Yeah, I didn't, it didn't sound like it to me. It's like, I mean, uh, uh, unless they they um, unless they did a re-recording of it, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes they'll do that. They'll do a remaster. Um, it didn't sound like them. It sounded like a cover. And I would like to know who. Yeah. Uh, so she arrives at work. Like I said, a much more mundane sentence than a uh, than a walking on sunshine entry arrives at work, period. She hacks into a Republican super PAC, transferring funds to an environmental organization. Her boss, Pete, calls her into his office, where Dick Roman is waiting for her. He's impressed by her hacking skills. He gives her a job to do. Hank Frank... Hank... Hank... Hack Frank's hard drive. (laughs) Within the next three days, otherwise, she'll be fired. She gets to work, hacking into the drive, which then sends the email to the Winchesters. Frack Hank's hard drive. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Sam and Dean want to break into RRE headquarters, but Bobby points out that the Leviathans can easily ID them. He suggests mailing in his flask, but they don't want him to, to succumb to his rage and turn into a vengeful spirit. Well, uh, did they go into that at that point? I don't think. Yeah, they did. Did they? Yeah. Okay. That's what they were talking about, like uh, why why they can't just do that because <clears throat> they they didn't want him to turn into a vengeful spirit and kill every other person that you know every human that was there. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, this episode's uh, this episode moves pretty fast. Okay. Dean does say uh, that the drive is in the middle of the Death Star, and then it cuts to Charlie and she's wearing a Princess Leia shirt. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um. Oh, they leave for Chicago. The next day, Charlie has cracked the hard drive's protection and reads all of Frank's files on the Leviathans. She also finds out that Dick is their leader. She goes to the parking garage and sees Pete taking a smoke break. She's just in time to see Dick order one of his minions to kill Pete and assume his identity. Charlie goes home and starts to pack when Sam and Dean show up. She picks up a fake sword to use against them. But it breaks Sting. easily. Yes. Sorry, she picks up Sting. Yes. From yeah. uh, The Hobbit. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, Charlie is a game of geek bingo throughout this entire episode. There's oh, so yeah. many references and little things. I enjoy it so much. Yeah. Which is why it feels like Felicia Day's new show. Yeah, it's totally her new show <laughs> that I would watch happily. I would binge it. Like somewhere there, season. somewhere there is uh, uh, an alternate timeline, a a not dark timeline, where <laughs> uh, where uh, Bernie Sanders is president, and instead of uh, twelve more seasons of Supernatural, we have uh, <laughs> we have you know like the fourth season of uh, Felicia Day's new show as Charlie. How did we all hop on the wrong timeline? I don't yeah, know what we, happened, but here fault. we are. What did we do wrong? I, uh, I so many things. Butterfly and oh, crap. Damn it, Darcy. <laughs> I know it's all my fault. I'm sorry. 
The brothers use Borax to confirm they're not they're all not Leviathans, then fill her in on what's going on. They were able to find her due to Frank hacking her webcam. Sam and Dean convince her to help them hack into Dick's emails, but they can only be accessed accessed from within his office. Nevertheless, she agrees to help. Okay. Sorry, I have to point out they have to go on site to hack in because it's not on the work server. It's on a private server. A private email server? What? Yes. Uh, so it's more secure. Just just want to point that out. <laughs> but, but I was told. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, moving on. And by the way, this is how many years ago? Just saying. <laughs> this is all just coincidence. Mm-hmm. And, and just like that, the private email server was able to get hacked into anyway. Yeah, because she, she went to the actual computer. But yes. At RRE later that night, Sam and Dean wait outside in a van, disabling the security cameras, or putting them on loop, to buy Charlie some time, about 15 minutes. On one of the cameras, they notice something in her bag. Bobby's flask! Exclamation point. <laughs> There's not a lot of expl- exclamation points in these uh, summaries. Dean calls her, telling her not to lose it. After a pep talk from Sam, Charlie goes in, using a fake security key to get past the guard at the desk. But, wait, does she have a, what, why is she using a fake security key? I don't think that's key? fake. I, yeah, think I think that's, that's her hers. key. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I would assume that's her key. Uh, however, there's another guard keeping an eye on Dick's office. After explaining to Dean that she's a lesbian, he helps her flirt her way past the guard and into the office. So I'm curious, uh, any of you surprised? I was not surprised. I didn't think you would be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't think, it, I don't know what would be surprising necessarily. It's, no, just, you, be, you, you know. Yeah, I mean, you don't know one way or another until there's some obvious <laughs> reason to know. Yeah, when, when I watched this uh, the first time, I was like, I knew it. But I also think everyone's gay, so. That's like wishful thinking, you know, until told otherwise. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's open to all genders until I'm told otherwise. That's that's how I live my life. Yeah. Same. Usually. Well, I mean, at least in real life, like I'm like, oh, that guy's got to be right. Like that guy right there. (laughs) Oh, he's not. Oh, weird. Okay. Well, to each his own. Yeah. (laughs) I support alternative lifestyles. You know, if you want to be a straight person, that's fine. You know, whatever. Whatever you do in the privacy of your own home. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, they, like, yeah, whatever you do in the privacy of your own home, I, I had no idea. I, it didn't particularly surprise me one way or another. No, I mean, some people like, you know, vanilla ice cream. People like strawberry or... Okay. You know, some people like Neapolitan. Like that. And you're not going to know until <laughs> they order. You don't know until they, they order up. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, I wish I had okay. some ice cream right now. Oh, no. Some strawberry right. would be delicious. Um, once into the office, she hacks into Dick's computer and begins to download all his files onto a flash drive. The guard heads toward the office, but Bobby closes the door to distract him, giving Charlie enough time to pretend to be coming in from the bathroom when the guard enters the office. She grabs the flash drive and leaves. This was a fun scene. Yes. Mm-hmm. Normally things like this make me super duper anxious. And I hate watching the whole, oh, they might get caught kind of a thing. Uh, but the pacing in this scene was really good that it wasn't uncomfortable. Yeah, they, it wasn't drawn way out. Yeah. We didn't have to go. Yeah, the, this, was, this wasn't so much about you know, a drawing out suspense as it was, is just like, they're just, we're just having fun. Yeah. At her desk, Charlie sends the files to the brothers, learning that Dick has an important package from Iran coming in on a private airfield at a private airfield in about 42 minutes. She leaves an email for Dick saying the plane is running late, buying Dean and Tam time to go switch, switch it with a suitcase containing a Borax bomb. Yeah, I guess we're we'll follow the real time. You know, the summary is following the real timeline and not the uh, on screen. Yeah, timeline. there's a there's a fake out where we're not sure what's going on. But Fox made a really neat uh, borax crystal. Crystal. Yes, for a class for, for a science class. class. He, he did. So we have Those borax cool. in the house, so we don't have to worry about Leviathan around here. 
<laughs> Yay! Yeah, there's Bart Borax in the house, you're right. <laughs> Charlie then erases any info on the Winchesters, just as Dick shows up asking if he's f- she's found anything on the hard drive. Meanwhile, the Winchesters open the package and discover that it contains a hunk of red clay. Hmm. 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 What's this about? Any predictions? Um, the clay can be used in some way to... There's something in the clay, like there's some chemical in the clay. I mean, either he wanted it really bad because it's something that can be used against him and he knows that it's one of the few things that can be used against him and therefore he wants to have it and keep it. Like... You, you know, if Superman collects all the kryptonite and puts it in one place so that nobody else can have it. Wasn't there, mm-hmm. like, some crazy thing where Jesus, like, put uh, clay on people's eyes or something to make them see? Did that happen? Or Is did my clay? I don't am know. I, am I making that up? Because I remember that as a small child. I know, you're the Catholic girl. <laughs> well, I know, but I'm not a very good one, so. I think there was, wasn't there, like, I know at some point, like, fish scales fall off of somebody's eyes for some reason. Uh, he, 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 it's when he, he, hang on. I got it. It's from John. Okay. Uh, uh, let's find it. Uh, spit on the ground and made some mud with the saliva and put it on the man's eyes. Hmm. I knew there was something. I'm sick. Yep. Good job. All right. Well, yeah, could be that clay. Yeah. Yep. They call Charlie, but she doesn't answer. Back at the office, Bobby is trying to keep his rage under control. Victor, a leviathan sent to pick up the package, arrives with the suitcase, the one left by the brothers, and takes it to Dick in his office. When they open it, they both get sprayed in the face with borax, prompting Dick to order a lockdown of the building, trapping Charlie inside. That was a cool bomb. Yes. They must have, yeah, they, they, they whipped that together in a real hurry. The Leviathan stuff is so weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the more I learn about them, the more I'm like, what the F? Mm-hmm. Which I guess is, you know, since they've been locked in uh, purgatory for thousands of years, mm-hmm. haven't been walking yeah. around. It's, it's all new, it's all really weird stuff that doesn't seem to tie in with anything else you've ever heard of before. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really odd. I'm hoping after this season we never hear of them again. That would be nice. <laughs> That'd be pleasant. If Leviathans could just go away. Yeah. Maybe they'll be defeated or whatever. Defeated or whatever. That sounds like a good hope. <laughs> Bobby uses his powers to crack the, gl- the front door's glass just as Dick and Pete arrive. But Bobby tosses Pete, sending him crashing into Charlie and breaking her arm. Then he pushes Dick back with a lot of force, but Dick just laughs. Sam and Dean burst in and take Charlie and Bobby out of there. Dick goes back to his office and eats Victor for losing the special package to the Winchesters. After Charlie's arm is taken care of at the hospital, the brothers take her to a bus depot, telling her to start a new life. Before leaving, she reveals this won't be the first time she's done this, and that she does not want the brothers to ask for her help again. Dean and Sam then wonder what to do with the flask, since Bobby is showing signs of becoming a vengeful spirit. That is the end of the summary. That summary does not convey that this was really fun. Yeah, I know. It doesn't at all. They probably didn't know. They didn't get it. They didn't get that it was fun? I think they knew it was fun. I I don't don't, think so. I don't know know how you convey fun in a summary without saying all the... This shit was fun. (laughs) I think if Yvette wrote the summary, it would convey how fun this was. I think so, too. Thank you. I think Yvette should rewrite all the summaries and so many of them would be, this was hella boring, (laughs) y'all. Don't even bother. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of them would be like that, but I've seen seen some of, I've I've read Yvette's summaries on on Lifetime movies, at least, and those are really fun. They are hilarious. Thank you. Oh my god, y'all are so nice. Thank you. Aren't you you glad we waited to do this episode? Yes, I am glad. Thank you. When you had to log off last week, I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting, like, getting a text that was like, oh, our pipes just burst. Can yeah, you help us, please? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But I knew, I knew you were going to love this episode. Because it is. I it's do. just so much fun. It's so much fun. And, like, not, like, I, 
like I said before, it just doesn't feel like an episode of Supernatural at all. Like, it just felt like I was watching something else. And, like, it's weird because all the Supernaturally parts just kind of... I barely remembered those parts. Like, what I remember are the Felicia Day parts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's in most of the episodes, so, yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, she's, like, clearly the winner of this episode. Yes, I was going to say, Absolutely. so it's, it's, not, it's not exactly officially a, a, a choice, but who wins the episode? Charlie, Sam, or Dean? <laughs> Charlie. Charlie wins everything. Yeah, Charlie wins everything, so it becomes a neither in the in the uh, tally. Yeah. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Or a tie. It's a tie in general in the tally. Tie. Okay, there we go. All right. Would you like to does anybody have any quotes? Uh Nutty gets first dibs. Oh well I'm 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 hoping somebody will answer this because I've got the first part and pretty sure somebody knows the second part. I love you. I know. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get us some coffee. I assume you'll want some crack in yours. Yes, please. (laughs) Dean says, doesn't mean I got to be happy about sending in Veronica Mars. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, you go, Dumbledore. Uh, when Dick says, and I'm paraphrasing because I'm pretty sure I didn't get it quite right, but uh, hacking super packs is adorable. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> this is about knocking us off the top of the food chain. This is about them Levi's living here forever, one percenter style, while we march our dopey fat asses down to the shiny new death camps at every corner. And is that it? Well, I was just going to add one more uh, because it makes more sense after you've watched the episode fully. It's if you can't score at a reproductive rights function and you simply cannot <laughs> score. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Do you have any tattoos? Give a little sneak peek there. All tattoos are sexy. Mine is Princess Leia in a slave bikini straddling a 20-sided die. I was drunk. It was Comic-Con. <laughs> I mean that does kind of, it sounds like a sexy tattoo to be fair it does yeah sounds pretty good <clears throat> hut slayer bikini Leia straddling a 20 sided die I mean come on that sounds good mm-hmm. alright well we can go into feedback and uh, before we go into yes. feedback I did want to mention just uh, a couple of things uh, so Charlie Bradbury is uh obviously we learn it's her fake name uh so bradbury is from ray bradbury and charlie or charlene is uh from the Firestarter. yes ah so it's, okay so it's two it's two uh uh macabre slash science fiction authors yeah bradbury Which is King. pretty neat and i guess at some other point in the episode uh, she's got an alias like on the screen or something of Carrie Heinlein. Oh. So oh. Carrie, Carrie from Carrie from and Stephen Robert King, Heinlein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. they're both Stephen King characters though for the first name. That's what I. That's what I was saying. Yeah. 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 Like, and 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 then and then they use an an, uh, an yeah. author's last name. Yeah. For Which the surname. Yeah. Awesome. It's friggin' great. Yeah. And there's so many references. There's no way we could mention them all. But um, I love all the Star Wars ones, of course. But um, at one point when Sam is trying to bolster Charlie and give her a pep talk, it's all about Harry Potter. And then she goes on to this whole thing about Hermione and how strong she is, even though she ended up with the wrong person when clearly she was supposed to end up with. And then she gets cut off. (laughs) Who does everyone think Charlie thinks Hermione should have ended up with? Oof. I'm assuming she. One. I'm assuming she means Harry. I don't. Yeah, probably. That's the obvious sort of answer, and probably you're right. But I hate that because I don't think they should have ended up together. But and I have two other options. So I think so. okay. Yeah, Luna would be a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Luna you know would what? Be a good like, one. like <laughs> given that given that the character Charlie is gay, like. That would make more sense if that was her answer. Yeah, I know. Yeah, my yeah. thoughts were either Ginny or Victor Crumb. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> oh, a Ginny Hermione is an interesting. Because they're both like really strong go getters, Gryffindor types. Germiney. 
Germione. Yep. <laughs> Germione. Their shipper name. <laughs> there's probably slash for it already. Oh, of I, course. I think there's probably slash for anything. Yeah. Scroll yeah. 34. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. We've got feedback from Simone. Yay. Yay. Who says, I dream of Bobby. The one percenter style and winning comments kind of really dates this episode, huh? Mm. Actually, it makes them kind of timely, but yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, we have confirmation that Frank is in fact dead, if all that blood wasn't enough. I know I have trouble if I don't see a body. Yeah, I still, I mean, it sounds like he's dead, but it was just his hard drive saying he was dead. I don't know. Don't hurt baby. Is baby in this episode? Yeah, I don't remember baby being in this episode. All right. Don't hurt baby. No, there's. There's a there's a reference to uh, to baby. I just can't remember what it is. I th- I think <clears throat> I think if I remember correctly, there there is like a reference to baby. Something about baby and Dean gets worried for a second, oh. as if like, baby is under threat. And I just can't remember what it was because oh, because it's got the list of aliases and maybe where he hid baby. Oh, oh yeah, that's okay. it. That's it. That's okay. what it is. Yeah. And, and Dean's like oh, baby, no. Richard Roman Enterprises Death Star. Lols. Charlie fracking Bradbury. So many fandoms. She's also a tech geek and is interested in women. I love her. It's fucking Felicia Day. Oh, sorry. It- <laughs> I'll bleep it. I can bleep it. <laughs> bleep it. It's fucking Felicia Day. Nerdgasm. <laughs> Charlie- it's definitely a nerdgasm. Agreed. <laughs> Charlie, meet the Winchesters. They're going to save your life while simultaneously destroying it. Spy Charlie. Bamf. I really enjoy Sammy nerding out with her and Dean flirting w- with a guy through her. Ha ha. Kick it in the ass was something director Kim Manners used to say. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. That's sweet. Is uh, is Kim Manners the one who died or is yes. that Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, it's Kim, Kim that died, yeah. yeah. Guys, Dean knows what Veronica Mars is. I wish we knew how he stumbled upon it. And likes Charlie and calls her the little sister he never wanted. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked that line. Dick Roman is an asshole. And Supercorn, Supercorpse, is dumb. Were you fooled by the undercover Winchester plot to get the package? What could that rectangular red clay possibly be? Hmm. I know, but I'm not telling. Ooh. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Borax bomb goes boom, and my beloved Bobby goes vengeful. So, good luck saving the world. Peace out, bitches. Charlie fracking Bradbury heart. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Simone. You. Thanks, Simone. Stop swearing. <laughs> <laughs> Never stop swearing. <laughs> I'm just saying, look what you did to Paul. <laughs> Don't worry, he said that before a couple times. So, apparently, um, the original script didn't have uh, kick it in the ass but uh, the director changed it uh, and and had her say it because of Kim Manners. Okay, cool. Yay. Yeah, I think that's really neat. So one of the things that I forgot to mention is uh, I really feel like Charlie is very Dean-like and you definitely get it when they interact except Dean, better Dean. Charlie is the better version of Dean in, in mannerisms and stuff. Not so much skills because he can't hack like she can. Well, yeah, like yeah. like basically like Charlie is the version of Dean, but like, you know, more sensitive. Like if like if like if uh, uh, if Dean wasn't like a self-loathing jerk, then. Yeah, we'd have Charlie. And I guess there's a lot of parallels. But one of the ones that uh, I saw mentioned is when she starts singing. And she says, don't judge me. I sing when I'm nervous. Uh, apparently the same thing happened with Dean on episode four, Phantom Traveler, when they go on the plane and uh, Dean is humming Metallica because he says it calms him down. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> apparently there's a bunch of like little references in there. All the way back to season one. I know. I'll tell you, these, these supernatural geeks, they pick up everything. Well, do we want to rate it? Sure. Let's do it. Go. Okay, well, I'll lead off. I, I really, really liked it. And there's, I uh, I mean, I love Felicia Day. I've been a huge fan for a long time. Um, 
yeah, I mean, she was she she stood out fairly well as a as a potential mm-hmm. way back, and then mm-hmm. the guild and all the rest. So uh, huge fan of hers. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the the casting alone is is good, but then the the role and all of the stuff that they put around it is fantastic. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and I'm really intrigued by the lump of red clay, and I'm glad they're not paying that off immediately. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it um, 9 out of 10. Uh, Shire's in the next cubicle. Uh, heck, I'm going to go for 10. Oh, are you? Yes! I just loved it. <laughs> it was so much fun. Um, I'm going to give it, let's see, uh, 10 out of 10 nerdy bobbleheads, because you got to have at least 10. Okay. Nice. Uh, I am with Darcy. I also gave this uh, highest marks possible. I loved it. I wish that this was a show that I could watch, and I wish the whole show could just become this. Alas. Uh, But I really enjoyed it. So 10 out of 10 Princess Leia tattoos. Okay, peer pressure. I'll take mine to a 10. No! (laughs) 10 shires in the next cubicle. (laughs) Did you recognize the reference in that? Yes. You did. Okay, Mm -hmm. I will also give it a 10. It's a fantastic episode, and it's a lot of fun. So I'll give it uh, 10 Wonder Women. Yeah. Nice. Very good. So uh, real quick story time. <laughs> um, uh, back in, it was 2009 or 2010. 2009. Uh, I met Felicia Day at uh, Dragon Con in Atlanta, Georgia. And... Um, I had actually lost my ID and my a debit card. So, like, I was not having a good time uh, at Dragon Con. You know, I was trying to make the most of it, but it was, it was, it was a problem. Um, uh, so, one of the things I did was I made uh, mix CDs and gave them to people that I, you know, that, that, I was a, that I was a fan of, you know, and went up to them and talked to them. And I was like, here, I made you some music. Um, and she actually like took it and like looked at it and we had like a conversation about some of the artists that were on there and stuff. Um, and later there was a panel that she was a part of for dollhouse, um, for the dollhouse podcast. And there were, there was like an empty chair at the end of the table and I didn't find out until later that I was supposed to be on that panel. I was I was in the audience and I got to ask a couple questions, but I didn't find out till later that I was supposed to um, be on that panel because I was a I was a, a a co-host for the Dollhouse podcast at the time, and they they use like uh, Google Groups to like share information, and I I almost I hardly ever do, and so like they just didn't. Nobody bothered to tell me what was going on. Like, hey, we've got a panel at Dragon Con, and Felicia Day is going to be our like guest of honor. Um, so I was almost on a panel with Felicia Day at Dragon Con. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as a consolation, I did get to take her, uh, her name card, you know, that they have up on the desk, you know, the mm-hmm. little, little like placeholder her name tent. card. Sorry? Her tent. Yes, the, the name card. Yeah, it's uh, yes. her tent. Yeah. Yes, I, I got to take that, so I, I have that. But that's my that's my Felicia Day story. Um, yeah, I, I love this episode. Um, it moves really fast. It's punchy. It's a lot of fun. And Felicia Day is great in it. Um, I've I've heard stories that she's not great to work with. That she's a bit of a diva, but I don't know how. I don't know how true that is. It's just these are just things I've heard. So. Until I have a bad experience with her personally, I choose to believe she's an awesome person. Um, so I will give this episode 10 out of 10 charisma points. Damn! Nutty, it's all up to you. What is it? Uh, oh, I, this is 10 out of 10 feminist nice. icons all the way. I mean, nice. I, I chose this episode for a very good reason. Uh, yeah, no, I, I love this episode, and I love the idea of a spin-off of Charlie Bradshaw that, that, not Bradshaw sorry Bradbury that's a different that's a different show uh, would be fantastic um 
And I guess my my little Felicia Day story, which isn't like a, a John's at all, but uh, she is kind of connected to the network that this podcast is on. Uh, way back in the early days of, or earlier days of podcasting, um, when she came out with the Guild, uh, she went to podcasts to get promotion. And one of the people that she went to was Tabs, who runs Quadruple Z. And uh, Tabs put her on a bunch of different shows and really promoted it and then ended up, you know, many years later working for her at Geek and Sundry. But uh, there's this game that if you go to a convention and you meet Felicia Day, uh, you tell her Tab says hi. And this was like a big, big game back in the early days. And people would take pictures with Felicia as soon as she said, you know, oh, by the way, Tab says hi. She'd go, oh, that's awesome. And then they'd take a picture and they'd uh, send it to tabs. And so that always makes me laugh. So the fact that we're covering a Felicia Day episode on Quadruple Z really makes me laugh because she, you know, helped uh, with promotion for Between the Line Studios and Between the Line Studios helped the promotion of uh, the Guild and uh, Quadruple Z came out of that. That's so awesome. Yeah. That's great. Uh, so y'all, this is our... I been combing through the archives yeah, this is our only all tens. this is it this is our highest rated episode ever followed closely behind by changing channels which came in at a 9.75 so yeah, this is it this is the highest been. one that should have been a 10 I think I was on that one too <laughs> and now she'll never show up again because she's a one time guest star you'll never see her again <laughs> In anything ever. Well, we'll never see her again on Supernatural, right? <sighs> no comment. We'll never know. But this does definitely make me want to watch The Guild again. Yeah. Did you, enter, did you watch all the seasons? Of course I did. That was the, like, the only thing I ever binged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that wasn't Iris like a little itty bitty baby? For, at some point during it. I was watching the second season of it. Yeah, maybe. I think so. Timing's right. So, um, uh, this episode, by the way, is proof to all the people that say that they won't watch past season five, why you should continue watching at least that there are some really good episodes past season five. And even in the season with Leviathans that not many people like, uh, there is this episode. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with the Buffy argument, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, I won't watch past season so and so. And it's like, yeah, but you miss out on the, the musical episode if you do that. Yeah. So, well, and it's like, you know, oh, uh, so many people don't like season four. And it's like, yeah, but in season four, we have Hush yeah, there's and Restless. Restless. Restless is my absolute favorite episode. So there you go. We have, <laughs> yeah, some really great episodes. And where are the wild things are. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help it. <laughs> Jerk. Wait, that's the that's the one where they just keep having sex, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Never oh, stop wow. touching me. Well, no, no. no. <laughs> I'll, I'll go back to watching just Beer Bad. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love Beer Bad. I like Beer Bad, yeah. It gets a bad rap, but I, it I does, like It does, but I like it. It's fun. God, now I want to watch Buffy. Yo. <laughs> and that's not streaming anymore either. It's on Hulu. Oh, it's on Hulu. Oh, it okay. is in Canada. Mm-hmm. I also own the whole box set. Yeah, so I do I. too, but I'm too lazy to put a DVD in. Like, it's yeah. so all much the way work. over there. The I have to use a different remote. <laughs> oh. Gosh, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> These are total so I, first world, 21st century problems. Yep. I have been living in my house now for three years, and I have never hooked my DVD player up. It's just sitting there. Well, <laughs> like an accessory. my DVD player is the PS4. So is mine. Okay, so, yeah. Well, I suppose Although, we should... Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, uh, like my, my laptop does have a, an optical drive, so if I wanted to, I could use that. But not for Blu-ray. For Blu-ray, I have to use the PS4. I can't remember the last time I put something in my... Actually, I can. The last time I put something in my laptop through the, the drive was uh, I was trying to watch Babylon 5, and it wouldn't play because <laughs> uh, there was something wrong with the old discs. I, I, did it, I, I did it just yesterday. So I, And that was, you know, like second season of the Down Below podcast. Uh, but, uh, wow, I, I can't remember the last time I actually tried to read a CD 
or DVD on my if, computer. I, if I was going to use, if I was theoretically going to use the uh, the optical drive that I bought to attach to my MacBook Air, I th- I would theoretically maybe like rip back up copies of this series so that I can work on the podcast without the disc near me. That, but that would only be you know, if I if I hypothetically would have done that. Hypothetically speaking, of yeah. course, yes. Yeah, you um, really. Yeah, I. I hate that uh, like newer computers are are made without any sort of optical drive. Like that's just like why would you do that to yourself? You know? I remember when I said the same thing about floppies. floppies yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I haven't had any drive? kind of drive in my computer in like five years. I, I have even... one at work, and I still use it. You use a floppy yeah. drive at work. That's where all all of our like instructions and spec packs are on old okay. zip disks. On oh, zips, huh? Ah, okay. zip! I love it. <laughs> cool. Um, it's not cool. <laughs> well, we should probably wrap up. This is a, a whole lot of fun tangent at the end here. But, uh, <laughs> really big tangent. Just having a good time here. Yeah. Hey, but at least we got through the episode before we started super tangenting. <laughs> no, well, it's, it's 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 apropos to the episode, given the given the, the like the really yes. geeky techie you know characters and stuff we're dealing with this episode. So, hey, Nutty, thanks so much for joining us again. Thank you for having me. I had blast. Always build such great uh, discussions and conversations, and we'd love having you. You're you're a much better, much more professional podcaster than I. (laughs) You are a great podcaster, Paul. Stop putting yourself down. Well, okay. Can you promote yourself, though? Yes, I can. Uh, You can find my podcast, which is the Nutty Bites podcast, by going to nimlas.org, N-I-M-L-A-S.org. And what you will find there is, see, the Nutty Bites podcast, what we do is we debate uh, geeky topics and we highlight the things that are awesome in geek culture. Uh, The latest episode is where my co-hosts and I talk about why critics are completely wrong in reviewing movies lately. And Alien Covenant is actually pretty decent. Ooh, interesting. Mm. Right. Uh, oh, good. I was just gonna say, like, I like, I need to guest on that show again. I had a, yes. I had a blast last time. Just yeah, saying. I, I think I only ever was on a on a Dog Days episode personally. So, so yeah, was I. you need to get on there too. Yeah, everybody needs to come on. All right, I love Yay. guests. Yeah, podcast orgy. Yay! Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> only with microphones over internet. <laughs> My my, my, micro, my 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 headphone jack, I suppose. I'll I'll plug in my headphone jack. Okay, never mind. Uh, that, what? Hey, John, what is our? Uh, just <laughs> our homework for next week. <laughs> Can't say this. We'll let that go. Uh, John, what's your homework uh, for next week? Yeah, next week's homework is uh, another mini cluster. Before we reach the end of the season, we have cluster F. Season 7, episodes 21 and 22, which are called Reading is Fundamental, There Will Be Blood. Okay. Um, all right, cool. Yeah, all right. So so uh, someone's getting killed in the library, y'all. Uh, reading is Fundamental is a RuPaul catchphrase, so I'm going to choose to go with a all-drag episode. Wow. Ooh, <laughs> that I'll turn up for. Nivette, right, season, what are they on, 15? <laughs> I cannot, for the life of me, remember a single aspect of any of the Reading is Fundamental PSAs, but I remember them existing. Do you? Yes. They were, they were PSAs that they run, especially during, uh, like, on independent channels, on our Channel 9, which was, like, the independent channel. They would run PSAs all the time for Reading is Fundamental. Like I said, I can't remember what the, what the content of any of them were. There must have been something interesting in one of them, but I can't remember for the life of me. It was only going on for four years, so. Really? Um, wow. Well, because that was Barbara Bush's initiative. No, Reading is Fundamental goes back further than that, I'm sure. Oh, I thought that was her pet project. Yeah, no, no. Because well, I remember the spoofs on In Living Color. No, she might have. Re- yeah, she might have revived it, but it definitely goes back way further into the at least the uh, the early '80s, if not late '70s. I don't remember that at all. You don't? No. Well. I might edit some of this out, but I'm going to go ahead and look it up real quick. Because <laughs> I, I have a pretty good. I, I watched a lot of TV. I can't believe I would have missed it. I didn't. I wasn't allowed to watch too much TV when I was a kid. That's so. all I did as a kid. Period. That's it. We were Same. not allowed to have the TV on if it was there was light outside and if it was summertime. The TV was on from morning till after I went to bed. And we didn't have cable. 
Reading is Fundamental was founded in 1966. Oh, wow. When the PSA is ran, I don't know. It doesn't really say, but it was it was founded in 66. Hmm. I bet huh. if you YouTube it, you could probably find something. Oh, however, uh, in 2011, Congress approved and President Barack Obama signed a bill that cut off all fund- federal funding for RAF. Hmm. Thanks, Obama. Wait, what year was that? 2011. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but it, I mean, they're they're not funded by the by the feds anymore. But apparently they're still still around. So, all right. Um, well, I guess we should wrap it up and say happy hunting. Bye. Happy hunting. Happy hunting. You've been listening to Idiotcast from QuadrupleZ.com. Join the discussion at facebook.com slash We love feedback. You can email us or send us an MP3 voice message. Please use the episode title as your subject line to prevent accidental spoilers. Our email address is idgitcastpodcast at gmail.com. The theme song for Idgitcast is by Borrowed Trouble. Find the band at borrowedtrouble.com. Lyrics and vocals by Idgitcast's founder, Allie Jones, who you can find out all about at imthewonderband.com. The closing music you hear right now is Too Good, written and performed by Jack Mangan and is used by permission. You can find other music, writings, and discussions by Jack as well as back episodes of his own deadpan podcast at jackmangan.com. You can hear more from the hosts of this show. Yvette can be heard as one of the hosts of Investigating Mars, an intro cast for the TV series Veronica Mars, also available from quadruplez.com. And now Yvette will tell you all about select movies from the Lifetime Network. Find out before you watch what movie has all the best people and who is the worst. Yvette will tell you all about it at moviesofourlifetime.com. John Pavlich can be heard on CastleCast, a fan cast for the ABC series Castle at castlecast.net and his own Sofa Dogs podcast at sofadogs.libson.com. Now you can also watch the Sofa Dogs YouTube channel at youtube.com slash user slash sofa dogs. Annie is currently acting as global coordinator for Can't Stop the Serenity, a worldwide series of charity screenings of Joss Whedon's Serenity, benefiting Equality Now. For more information on Can't Stop the Serenity, including event listings and how to host an event, visit www.cantstoptheserenity.com. Darcy and I can also be heard on the Ghostlight Podcast, an intercast for the television series Slings and Arrows, also featured on quadruplez.com. Welcome back to Idgicast. I am one of your newbies, Paul Mackey, in my living room with, uh, what? In my living room in Duluth, Minnesota, with my lovely wife, Darcy. Well, hi. Kind of. <laughs> You've done this how many times? <laughs> how how far are you into that drink? Just barely. Okay. 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 okay.